coaching stuff aside for a minute and get back to the games. Tomorrow, Football Friday, before the divisional playoff weekend. Uh, we're joined now by Kurt Warner. And Kurt will be doing the uh, NFL Network game. On, uh, he'll be on NFL Network and Westwood One. He'll be uh, on Westwood One on the call of the Cowboys and the Rams on Saturday night. You can hear the game right here on The Fan right after the Colts and the Chiefs. So you always see him on the NFL Network. And he will be on Westwood One on the radio this weekend uh, calling the Cowboys and the Rams, which is uh, the second game of what is a uh, thrilling doubleheader. Matter of fact, all the games are good. A lot of interesting quarterback matchups. And a uh, Hall of Famer and Super Bowl champion in his own right, Kurt Warner joins us. Kurt, welcome. How are you? I am doing well. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Um, All right. Let's start with your game since you're doing the Cowboys and and the Rams. Uh, You know, the Rams have not gotten that offense back to where it was. I mean, Gurley's been nicked up. They lose lose Cooper Cup. Uh, You know, that made a big difference. Um, So the question is, can the Rams, who were really outrageously efficient and very explosive early, now they get this Cowboy defense. Can they be back to be in the same Rams? I think they can be. I mean, I think the rest is going to help this team tremendously. I mean, you mentioned Gurley already, who was banged up a little bit. Uh, saw today that he's off the injury report, so he is good to go. Uh, you know, and I felt like their offensive line got banged up, nicked up, maybe, you know, age started to wear on them at the end of the year. And so I think this rest is going to be huge for the Rams. And that, to me, is where this all lies. You talked about the defensive front uh, of the Cowboys, that that front seven, good as anybody in the league. But what they're good at is they love to attack the, the line of scrimmage. They love to play downhill, and they're all about stopping the run first. But it opens up that second level, and we saw that against Seattle, even though Seattle didn't take advantage of it a tremendous amount. A little play action brings those guys up, and that second level of the field is so big. And that's exactly what the Rams, when they were going good, are so good at. There's nobody better in the league at play action and hitting the second level, those chunk throws, as the Rams are. So if they can hold up up front, they can run the football a little bit, I believe there's going to be a lot of holes in that defense. But that's the big question, right? Defensive line against the Cowboys, offensive line that struggled down the stretch, a lot of pressure on golf. If they can win that matchup, meaning the Cowboys, I think they have a chance to keep this close and possibly get a win. And also, they, the obviously the Rams have linemen, especially one, who is going to try and wreck the game, get in there and, and wreak havoc and strip the ball. And that's one thing that has plagued Prescott all year. He's been sacked a lot, but he has also fumbled a lot this year. He does. He holds the ball a lot. And here's the thing with Dak is that I believe he can make all the throws. And he's been really, really good late in games when they need one drive from him. Where he struggled is when they've tried to throw the football throughout games where sometimes his eyes aren't in the right place. Other times it just seems like he doesn't trust it, so he's more apt to just check the ball down instead of taking some of those shots down the field. Come playoff time against these good teams the next couple weeks, you've got to take some of those shots. You've got to trust it, see it, and let it go. And you can't sit back there and hold it and second-guess yourself, especially against the, you know, this Rams front and Aaron Donald specifically. You hold the ball at all, they're going to get to you. And that has been one of the downfalls for Dak Prescott all year long is holding the football. And so, um, But I think you've got to run at them. You've got to slow down uh, that front of, of the Rams 
by running right at them, right at the tackles, you know, in between the tackles, which is what Dallas loves to do. Um, so, again, I think there's just some great matchups in this game, and you could see either side winning it. But, once again, if the Cowboys can win the line of scrimmage and attack downhill so Dak Prescott doesn't have to hold the football and take big shots, I, I, again, I think they can keep this thing close. And Dak has been great in close games this year, and they've had a bunch of them, but he's played as well as anybody, and I think that's going to be key. You can't drop you know, down 10 points, 14 points to this team, and I think Dallas struggles if that's the case. Plus, and, uh, amazingly, the Cowboys haven't lost a game this year where they scored 20 points. And, you know, 20 points is not that many, but when they get 20, they win, which says something about their defense. I mean, you know, that's uh, they, you know, they, they have had some ups and downs with the, with the offense, but the defense has been pretty much there every week. And it's a, especially in that front seven, you talk about their linebackers and the speed of their linebackers. I mean, they are, their linebackers can really run and they can cover people out of the backfield where some teams can't. Their linebackers can cover people. No, you're exactly right. But if you're the Rams, you have to use that into your favor, meaning they want to use their speed. They run a run downhill and attack. And you know, once again, it's the play action. Get them to move up towards the line of scrimmage, You know, make everything look the same, which is what the Rams do, their scheme does, as well as anybody. And then you hit those big throws over the top, and that's what's going to slow down the front of the Dallas Cowboys. So I wouldn't be surprised if they came out early and ran a lot of play action Give them something that looks the same where they have to guess. Are they running? Are they passing? Um, and then hit them a little bit early, and maybe you can slow down the speed of those linebackers. Is it the the back who gets 100 yards, uh, the two big backs, the guy who gets 100 yards wins the game, right? I mean, I don't necessarily that's... think that's – I mean, I think Ezekiel Elliott needs to get 100 yards. If he doesn't get 100 yards, I think the Rams probably run away with this. Right. Gurley, on the other hand um, – I don't think it's quite as instrumental I that totally he gets 100 yards. I totally agree. But if he gets 100, that means the Rams are having a big day. Well, no doubt. If he's running the football like that against that defensive front, yeah, probably a long day for the Cowboys. Yeah, I would I would think. I, I just think the Rams have – don't you agree the Rams have more ways to win that game than the Cowboys do? No question. And I felt that all year long. I mean, if if you have to depend on your passing game and you're the Cowboys – they have been so inconsistent, and they really haven't been as good on the road either. They've been much better at home in front of their fans, and so a lot of things worry me if it gets into a shootout. But as you said, Cowboys defense have been great at not letting anybody jump up on them or get a big lead on them, so the Cowboys can play their brand of football, and they've got to stick to that formula, run the football, play good defense, keep it close, and then Dak, go win it for us at the end. Plus, Cowboys will have, in that building, they'll have 50% of the fans, too. There's no question. There's no fan base there. They will have all their fans there at the game. It will sound like a Dallas game if they get in the end zone. It will sound like a Dallas home game. Uh, we're talking with Kurt Warner, of course, who needs no introduction. Colts, Chiefs, Kurt, here's the question. All right, I've been asking guys all week. I'll ask you. Do you want to have the lead by three with two minutes left and you're kicking the ball to the other team, and you're going to get the ball on the 30, two-minute warning, two timeouts, down three. Do you want to be the guy with the ball down three, or do you want to be the guy with the lead? Um, I probably want to be the guy with the ball in my hands. I agree. Um, I agree. You know, especially in this you game. The quarterback. The, now, I didn't even give yeah. you one quarterback over the other. We know no, right. they can do it. The other question I would have is, do you think there's any chance – that Mahomes, considering this is his first dance, 
that he has, despite the brilliant year, has any butterflies. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't matter. I, I think, you know, if it's important to you, and I think in a case like this where Mahomes really has had to carry this team in a lot of facets all year long, that, yeah, I think there's going to be butterflies. But that's not a bad thing. I mean, I, I think he's going to be nervous. He's going to be excited. It's a huge moment. Uh, if you don't have butterflies, I worry about you a little bit in these moments. Um you know, the question really becomes is that so much has been on his shoulders all year long. Does that pressure or even just does that scenario where he's got to make play after play after play, does it at some point catch up to him? You know, he's taken a lot of shots this year, you know, and I would say a number of them have been ill-advised shots where he's put it up into, uh, into coverage right. and into those situations, and he's got away with a lot of them because he's so talented and he's got some great playmakers. But I just sit back and wonder, you know, because they don't have the run game that they had before, because their defense gives up a lot of points, one of these games is he going to feel like he's got to continue to do everything, and, you know, instead of getting away with you know, one of those throws that becomes a touchdown or, you know, the no-look passes, you know, do a couple of those go against them, and does it ultimately cost them, or does that uniquely talented arm of his again continue to carry them, even in close games where he makes two or three special throws down the stretch to keep them going in this thing? I'm fascinated because the Colts may be the better team, top to bottom. They might right now, but they Mahomes might, yeah. is is ridiculously talented, and he's got a guy like Tyreek Hill, who I think is the other biggest difference maker in the National Football League right now with that speed. Those two guys, can they change the complexion of things enough that they overcome and continue to overcome some of the issues that they've had all year long? The other thing is, in this game, they don't. I know it's hard to say this in any game with him right now, but they don't even have an edge of quarterback because of the way Luck's playing. I mean, Luck's playing as well as he is. I mean, so I mean that's that that's a rare game where he's going to be facing a quarterback that can play on his level. Yeah, and you know the other thing is the offensive line of the Colts yep. is just playing incredibly well. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and watch the tape of them against oh. the Texans last he, week, what I mean, they did were, the clowny was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, so good. And then, you know, the Texans were trying to twist and move and double stunts, and they were just picking it up like it was nothing, where most teams you see have all kinds of problems with that. Luck was back there just kind of surveying the field, yeah. could see everything. And you're right, when you get a good quarterback like that and you give him a pocket like they have most of the year, man, he is tough to stop. And so I'm just... I'd be fascinating to see if uh, if the Chiefs defense can find a way to slow down this Colts offense, or is it going to be just back and forth where Patrick Mahomes has to make every throw? I think it is. I think it's going to be one of those games. I don't think the defenses in that game are going to stand up. You know, nobody has stopped the Chiefs all year. That when they've lost, they've lost forty three uh, forty. They've gave they, they lost scoring uh, fifty points. Uh, they lost twenty nine twenty eight when uh, when they got the two point conversion and they held the ball the last fifteen minutes to the charges. They have scored close to thirty. I think twenty eight's the lowest they scored all year. I think they had twenty six in one yeah, game. Yeah, twenty six against Arizona. I mean, they but, basically yeah. get thirty every game. I don't think anyone can probably keep them under thirty, but I don't think they can keep the Colts under thirty. <laughs> exactly, that's it. And you know, like I said, the Colts can run the football. You know, so that's the the advantage they have, where Andrew Luck doesn't have to make every throw. That's been the problem with the Chiefs. Is I don't know, especially, you know, you look at the Chargers game, as you said, they're up 14 points on the Chargers late yep. in the game. Yep. But once again, it falls to Patrick Mahomes. They can't just hand the football off 
and run out the clock and you know and get first down. No, they don't have that component right now. You know that three and out in between touchdowns, that three and out where they didn't do anything and gave yep. it right back to the Chargers wound up costing them the game. Exactly, and so that's my concern is if they get into one of those games and they need to finish the game on offense. You know, is it Patrick Mahomes having to throw the ball to do that, or do they have the capacity with one of these young backs, maybe Spencer Ware, to be able to, to, to carry the ball and get those tough yards and get a couple first downs to finish it here in the playoffs? Charges and Pats, and we know this are not the same Pats, We know, but they're 8-0 at home since 2012. Rivers has never beaten Brady. We know all the crazy numbers. But here's the thing. We know the Pats are down a level. We know that, okay? Uh, the numbers say it. Everything says it. Uh, we know how the Chargers, are good they've been on the road. Here's the one question about the game that ha- has to be answered for me, and that is can the Chargers get A-gap pressure on Brady? If they can't, he, they won't beat him. Uh, if, they, if they can, they can beat him and they can disrupt him. Without that, he'll find a way to beat them. Yeah, I mean, I still like you know, the way the Chargers match up to him. The biggest question for me is weather. You know, I think if it's a good weather game, which it doesn't sound like it's going to be, but if it is, I like the way the Chargers match up. I think you, know, you look pressure? at a couple things. What's that? Can they get pressure? I think they can, you know, because they can move Ingram and Bosa around and you can get them inside with those guys. Um, and, and the other facet that I like is that you watched them last week and I thought horrible matchup for the Chargers because they play a lot of six and seven DB packages. So I thought it was going to be tough to stop those guys coming down at them. But nearly 99% of the game they were in seven DBs last week. I think that bodes well for them this week with all the things that the Patriots do with their running backs and their tight ends in between the numbers that I think those packages, which they've played a lot, can bode well for them in covering those backs and being able to limit what they do. But, but you're right. I mean, it's always with Brady. Can you get pressure on him? C- continual pressure. And I like what you said in between, you know, in the, in the inside areas, the inside to. gap area where he can't step up. That's if it. he can't step up, it changes who Tom Brady is. Completely. Even if you get pressure you know, on the edges and he can step up, he'll pick you apart. So that'll be key. But I like the matchups because they've got a lot of skilled players on the field talking about the Chargers uh, in every single game. And the Chargers won't be rattled at all. Rivers won't be rattled at all. So we know that. Uh, and you're right about last week. But I've never seen a game that I can remember. Uh, we're talking with Kurt Warner, of course, and he'll be doing the game, uh, the Ram game on Westwood One Saturday night. You see him on the NFL Network all the time. I never remember a game, Kurt, where a quarterback was was as ill-prepared to start the game as Jackson was. He just was a nervous wreck. I mean, he couldn't even hold on to the snap. I mean, he was just he, – hey, listen, he was nervous, and he could tell he couldn't even – he just couldn't function. He, he wasn't even looking downfield. I mean, he was just – he was – for three quarters, it was like he wasn't even in the game. Yeah, well, and I'll say, you know, I mean – I thought Deshaun Watson, another young quarterback, you know, when they kept them in the pocket and forced them to have to throw to win, those young quarterbacks struggled. And, you know, and so it's one thing to be able to run the football and then run around and make plays. But when those things aren't working and you fall back to having to read things, see things, make good decisions, uh, some of these young guys just aren't there yet. And you get to playoff time, especially against teams that have seen you more than once, and they take away your first option or they stop what you do best, now can you beat them another way? And we saw a couple young quarterbacks last week that weren't able to do that and just aren't ready for that. And that's what playoff football is all about is teams are going to take away, good teams are going to take away what you do best. Now can you win another way? 
And if you can't, you're probably going home pretty quickly. Total Kurt Warner. The other game, of course, is the uh, Eagles, who have found their mojo again <laughs> and have this crazy thing going against the Saints in New Orleans. And uh, Foles, you know, he had thrown some balls for you know up for grabs last week. Uh, he hadn't had a great game, and then when the drive and the game was on the line against the vaunted defense, he came down the field and stuck it in the end zone. It's exactly it. He was big at big moments. You know, if you go back and watch the game, the Bears' defense played well. If Trubisky plays better earlier in that game and takes some of the shots that were there, uh, thing could have been a blowout. I agree. But by keeping them around and keeping them in the game, that's what Nick Foles has done great. You know, when the pressure's on him in those tight situations, the big third down throw that he had to Alshon Jeffrey on that last drive, yep. uh, and then obviously, you know, the fourth down throw for the touchdown. But you saw it numerous times in big third down situations. He doesn't panic. Uh, he sees what he needs to see, and he makes those throws. And, you know, the question is, can this defense, which has been great since Nick Foles has taken over, can they keep this thing close? I mean, New Orleans, last time they played, and I know, different cast of characters, but, I mean, just killed them. And New Orleans is so good in that building, and they're going to score points. You know, can, can the defense keep this thing close enough where Nick Foles needs one drive? needs to make a few of those critical plays to win. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to, but shoot, I don't know how many times I've said that since Nick Foles has taken over and with you know where Philly was most of this year. I don't know if they can do it. And they keep doing it, and they keep keeping it close, and Foles keeps making big plays. I just think it's going to be really, really tough in the Dome with the Saints coming off of a bye. And hey, if I was Sean Payton, my message to them would be, we cannot let this team hang around because if yep. they hang around, they'll beat us. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And, you know, and the Saints, they're one team that, that is really good at that. Yeah, they, you know, they, they really can knock good. out early. They can yeah, they can, early. and they can pe- keep the pedal down. I mean, yep. I remember in that last game, I mean, they went for, for uh, on fourth and five or something in the fourth quarter with a 30-point lead and threw a touchdown pass to Kamara in that game. So they kept the pedal down. Um, but you also remember, you, you want to know if, if Philly remembers that, remembers how they were kind of, you know, pushing the score up on them when, uh, when they were beat late in the game. And, and does that play into anything mindset-wise uh, going back into that place this time around? What team would, which one would surprise you the most if they won? Would it be the Eagles? Um, it's a good question. Yeah, I would probably say the Eagles. I think Dallas would be a bit of a surprise for me, too. Yeah, I don't um, think this just, is a great matchup for the Cowboys. I, I yeah, I don't either. Um, and, again, I just feel like weak rest at home, the Rams are going to score some points. And I think Donald is a problem in this game. I yeah, think he's he could be. So I would yeah. probably say Philly just based on what I saw last time and knowing you know, New Orleans and Drew Brees never lost in that building in the playoffs at home. Sean Payton on an extra week. I would probably say without a doubt that's, that's the one that would surprise me the most. What's your thought about Adam Gaze becoming the head coach of the Jets? Um, yeah, interesting hire. I mean, I think, you know, I think there's always different circumstances in, in, in every place that you're at. And, and Adam Gaze never really got Ryan Tannehill to, to play consistently at that level. And so, you know, that to me is going to be the question, you know, that we've, we know, you know, Adam Gates has had success with quarterbacks before, wasn't able to get it out of uh, the guys down in Miami. And that's going to be the question. This is a good hire if he can get some pieces around Sam Darnold first, 
but he can continue to build with Sam Darnold because we saw some some real highlights from him, especially down the stretch. I thought he played his best football late in the year. Um, but it's going to all be about that mesh, and can he get that level out and get the pieces around him and an offense that fits him? Uh, if so, I think it can be a really good hire. Kurt Warren will be on Westwood One. You'll hear him on the fan Saturday night uh, doing the Rams and the Cowboys. Thanks, Kurt, very much. Appreciate it. You bet. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right, Kurt Warner, back after this.